Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We're talking to John Fordoff on the Six Ways to Sunday podcast. We're heard in about 31 countries of the world. Uh, we have a, a number of thousands of people that listen on a regular basis. Who knew that was ever going to happen? That, that wasn't me. That was the <laughs> Lord that made that happen. And uh, wow. we're, we're popular in faraway places like Chiang Mai, Thailand, and Bogota, Colombia. So hello, wow. world. Here we are. Oh. Uh, that's, that's for sure. You know, one of the number one questions that's asked of me, John, as I go and speak in conferences or get messages messages that come by way of either text or uh, email, et cetera, comments uh, on the blog and, and such, where do I start? How do I get into the industry? And so you, we have, at least in America, we have all of these film, film school or communications or media driven programs and young people, both men and young men and young women will come out with a degree and they don't know where to start. What advice would you give them as to where they might possibly be able to start? Wow. And, and that's, a, that's a tough question. It is a tough question. And I know, uh, and Craig, you've got, we've got similar hearts for that next generation and kind of mentoring. I'm sure you can give some great advice yourself. So it's an honor you're asking me. Uh, so feel free to jump in and uh, give another perspective on it. But um, as far as training goes, I think it goes back to that first question is, what's, what's your passion? What's, what's in you to do? It's like, what are you wired to do? What's, and here's a clue. And you, and you need to find out what that is. Yes, yes. And do that before you, ideally do that before you get to college or whatever. Although your college is like a smorgasbord. You know, you got the buffet out there and you can try a little of this, a little of this. Oh, I like that. I want some more of that. That's, that's nice. That's good to do. It's it's expensive buffet. Uh, it's, it's, it's better if you can know up front what you want to do, what you want to get into. And here's a clue. When you get around it, your heart beats a little faster. You start getting excited about it. There's something in you that's like, oh. I love this or, or this feeling. I just feel like, I feel like I'm home. It's, it's like, I was made for this. You know, there's, there's, there's certain clues that kind of let you know that this is something you're called to do, whether it's writing, directing, voice work, um, acting, um, camera, whatever it is, when you get, I, I remember uh, I was listening to one of the, one of your podcasts there and about uh, getting around a cam. I remember when I was a kid getting around a cam camcorder it just did something to me, just lit me up. You know, there's something about when you get around it, it just, it will light you up. So there's a clue to follow, follow that, see where that leads you. Uh, what's, and, and sometimes we get our eyes on the big step and we miss the little step right in front of us. Um, there's a really cool verse in the Bible, just some new perspective on it. It's, it's your word is a lamp unto my feet mm. and a light unto my path. And I saw a whole new perspective on that is that light into your path the word will give you a sense of what's ahead, the big picture way out there. It doesn't show all the details, but you can see it enough, you know, that's the light, light. but there's also a lamp unto your feet. It will show you, that lamp will show you the next step to take on that big path. So the word does, it's a dual perspective. It shows you right where you are and right where you're about to go. 
So there's another clue is ask God. That's always a cheat I do. <laughs> ask God. And, but it's a good cheat. It's the best cheat of all. Ask him. Ask him to direct you. Ask him to connect you with mentors. Ask him what is the next step. Um, and, and he'll show you. And you think about this. This is the part I love. Just, just talking on your show here and the people you've had on, on your show here. You think about how does God introduce himself? You know, first impression, that's usually the most important one. How does God introduce himself in the word? And he introduces himself. The very first verb in the entire Bible, very first verse is in the beginning, God created. Right. He's a, he's a creator. Yes. And, and he hasn't stopped creating. He's still creating. Mm-hmm. He's doing it through you and me. He's still creating. And when you get connected with what he wants to create, you're in for an adventure. Do you think that Christians, uh, you know, ministries, many of them have forgotten the creative aspects of art uh, unto God? I think we've forgotten art altogether in some instances. Yeah, I, I gave you the soft version of that question. <laughs> yeah, yes. Some of the stuff I see, we're just reduced to bumper stickers and slogans that are just, just knockoffs. Why, of why, why is that? I think we've lost the... Lack of, lack of imagination? Yeah, there's that. There's uh, a lack of a sense of who God really is. He's a creator. Yeah. It's like we used to back... Back in the day, back in the, during the Renaissance, yeah. during yes, the, back in that day, the, the Renaissance uh, artists just rocked the world with sculpture and painting and and and, and architecture, architecture, and music and music, yes. and it's like, oh, we were and writing, just like we were, the, we were the best of the best. What has happened to us? And um, there's a book called Addicted Addicted to Mediocrity. We've we've it's a, it's a long process, a long downhill process. There are few bright spots where Christians are shining in, in their field. And I celebrate that. Yes, yes, we can do this. Um, but we've, we've lost our focus. We've, it's like, I think this is my, my theory. I could be totally wrong. You can feel free to contradict me on this or argue with me on it is I think part of the problem is we've lost the sense of the importance of the arts um, the arts, it's just like, oh, that's just art. It's like, no, no, that's art. I mean, God creates art in the sky every day. He creates a painting for us. Are we ever, are we looking up? Are we just like focused on what's ahead of us or the sidewalk? Let's look up now and then, you know, look around us, look at the trees, look at flowers. It's like God's creating, creating all this beautiful stuff around us. We've lost a sense of the importance of art and beauty. And we're just, just pumping out sausage, as uh, Barbara Nicolosi would say, my friend with, uh, that founded Act One. And it's just like, um, we, we've lost the importance of art. We've lost the importance of beauty. And we focus on the bottom line. Got to get them saved, which is true. Yes, we're called to, we're called to be salt and light. We're called to um, disciple the nations. Um, and that's true, all true. That's the Great Commission. But I think part of the Great Commission is also redeeming the arts. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. I think I think that uh, I, I'm almost 65 years of age. I don't know, snap at your fingers how that happened, but I swear to you, I'm 25 or 35. And I really believe that the next generation of uh, believing, faith-believing creatives are gonna, uh, they're already starting to do it, to rock this world 
with incredible art and music, as mm-hmm. long as they can have good leadership and mentorship that mm-hmm. shows them the way so they don't uh, cut their feet as they, they walk on the gravel mm-hmm. um, as they go. And the other thing is, is that if, if they stay true to the Lord, straight, mm-hmm. stay true to his calling, I would say to anybody, ha- having been a freelancer, and, and I'm sure that John has had his times of freelancing as well, which is very precarious. It's, it's really good or it's really bad. It's either feast or it's famine is in anything in the arts, stay close to God. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have a strong prayer life, that you're in the word. Mm-hmm. I'd like to start off with prayer and scripture reading. My wife and I pray every morning, if we mm-hmm. possibly can, unless we have to scoot out to go somewhere. We hold hands and we pray and we have our devotions every single morning. And I would also say this to artists out there. Make sure you choose your friends wisely because the secular artistic world is is filled with a lot of struggling people and darkness. And you need people that are going to come alongside and encourage you in your walk with the Lord and your expression of faith in the arts. Hope I made that clear. You need good people. You only need one or two. It doesn't mean you need 79 great friends. You need people that you can call, that you can cry to them, or they can cry to you. We can go and have a cup of coffee and just let it all out. Let your hair down, so to speak, as we say in English, and be, begin to express your frustrations and your difficulties. And they to you, which means there are times where you just need to listen to somebody else and to Put your arm around him, whether male or female, put your arm around him in, uh, in a believing way and just let him cry and be their friend. And they would be uh, a friend to you and find a good church, whether it's small or large, where you can be a part of that fellowship. Don't try to be the Lone Ranger and try to do it on your own. You're going to get picked off by, uh, by the enemy that way. Where was I going with that? Those are just things that I... Good stuff. That's life advice there. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm taking notes here. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's good, yeah. right? You know what? Don't don't sit in your apartment or your house by yourself. You need to be engaged and active and find mentors, find fellowship, find people. You know, even if it's just a Tuesday night Bible study for creative artists once a month, go there and be real and be yourself. And uh, wherever that might be, I want to ch- uh, switch subjects for a quick second. We, sure. we were talking about where to go. Uh, uh, how do you get a start in the industry uh, after, you know, early in your, in your career, early in your ministry, whatever you might want to call that. By the way, uh, I, I believe media is a craft to be learned, but that's another discussion for another time. It really is a craft. Yep. Uh, you'll never know it all and you'll never be everything that you ever ever possibly could be until Jesus takes you home to heaven. Okay, that said, you have to make some decisions as an artist. Does God want you to be an artist and you're, you do missions media overseas? Maybe so. Or maybe that would be a good step for a while or to go off for a summer and, and work on missions videos and come back to school or come back to your church. Okay, it might be and this is a good one, 
Maybe you need to be a big fish in a small pond. Maybe you need to be really rocking good as a director in Minneapolis mm -hmm. or in John's case, Mobile, Alabama, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, yep. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I, I was up for a position at the local Christian station, uh, KD, what it is up on the hill in Wall, Pennsylvania uh, as director of programming. And I didn't get the position and that's okay. That wasn't where I was supposed to be. You know, maybe you don't need to be in L.A. Maybe you don't need to be in New York or San Francisco. Maybe it's better to be really good at the place that you're at, Reno or Las Vegas or Dallas, mm -hmm. Boise, uh, in, uh, Boise, Idaho, wherever that might be. Or if you're overseas, Jakarta or Chiang Mai, whatever that might be, be really good in the place that God has planted you. Talk about that a little bit, John. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm sucking up the oxygen in the air right now. Oh, uh, no, you're, you're, it's like, oh, that's good. I like that. Keep going. I like that. You don't, you don't have to be famous. And you come to LA, there are 50,000 waiters and waitresses that are servers, food servers, that all want to get into uh, yes. uh, a, a, a TV series or to become a famous actor. Yes. But, but maybe you can be start to be famous somewhere else. Talk about that, John. What, yeah, where you are, where you are. Start where you are. Start. That's where you started. Like Moses, um, you start with the staff in your hand, right? You start with what you have in your hand. God will use it where you are. Start there and uh, and let God promote you. Like, let him take you to the next step. Here's a great example. Uh, I went, to, I went to, you know, so it feel like a little off, but it's, it's right there. You'll, you'll get the, it'll click in as soon as you hear it. I went to, I started going to a church in Santa Clarita here in California, and it was right next door to me. And it's like, oh, that's the shortest commute I've ever had. So I literally would, literally would walk to church. It was like part of the shopping center. It's just, it's a tiny little church. And here's how tiny it was. It was so tiny, <laughs> this church, the amount of people in there. When the worship band were, was playing, uh, when, when they sat down, the congregation doubled. <laughs> okay, so that's how small it was. That's little. That's little. My friend Efren uh, Gonzalez was the uh, was the worship leader there, and Efren is a pro, a pro in every sense of the way. He in manner. He was uh, he's a studio mus musician, and I noticed that the musicians were excellent. There was uh, Yvonne was a worship leader, amazing worship leader. Uh, Wendy, uh, all. Just these people that were just giving their Ethan on the keyboard and Jaden on the guitar and these guys, these guys were giving it their all. I mean, like they were like they were like they were at a, a concert or, or worship venue for thousands of people. And all their worship was going up. It's like focusing up, focusing on him. It wasn't focusing on the eight people in the congregation. They were playing like they were playing for hundreds and hundreds of people. They gave it their all. They showed up early. They rehearsed. They did their job. They did it with excellence. And that really impressed me because, um, and, and God has moved them on to other venues now because of that. But, it, but, but there's something about giving it your best where you are. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. We've heard that phrase. Uh, there's something about where, where you start that first step. Don't think, oh, this is just, no, no, no. Give it your best wherever you are. Uh, Paul McCusker, one of the premier audio drama playwrights out there now. He did Adventures in Odyssey. He's working with the uh, Focus on the Family uh, Radio Theater. 
um, he's working at uh, the Augustine Institute right now. So Paul started with his church, his little church in Maryland, I believe it was. And guess what he did? He did, he wrote plays. He wrote little skits, these little skits, but he'd write them once a week. So every week he had to come up with a new skit. Guess what that was great preparation for? Oh yeah. Working for Adventures in Odyssey. They need a new script every week, you know? So you and know what? He had that, it. And that puts you on a deadline. Exactly, exactly. So he didn't despise the day of small beginnings. He used that as training ground for the next. Yeah. So be be beware where be aware, uh, cognizant, be alert. It's like what you're doing right now. Give it your best. Give it your very best. You're being trained for the next. What a fun conversation, inspiring conversation we're having with John Fornoff. We'll be back after this message. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. I'll take tell the quickest stories. I have, I have rarely told this story. Years ago, oh, eight, nine years ago, I had an invitation to come uh, do a workshop, media workshop, filmmaker workshop in Asuncion, Paraguay, Paraguay, middle of nowhere. I'm, I'm sure most of the Nazis that, that escaped from World War II uh, to Paraguay, they're all gone now, I, I think, unless they're off in the Chaco, the jungle. That's a joke. <laughs> so I had this invitation and I had all these people that had been to a previous con- uh, conference that I had been to the previous year. Oh yeah, okay, we're gonna have a great group. And the previous conference, I had over 200 people in my session. So I was expecting this big group and a, a big church was, uh, I, I partnered with them we're going to publicize it. We have radio. We're going to put up posters. I, we're going to put you in this room. It's going to, we're going to send our staff. And I show up for four days and we had six people. Oh, wow. Six in, a room, <laughs> in a room for 250 to 300. Oh, wow. And they're all in the first two rows. And I keep waiting for all these other people. And the church had completely dropped the ball. Oh boy. No posters, no radio, no advertisement. Oh, brother, we're so sorry. You know, pastor left us all these things and he went off to Australia to go to Hillsong Church to see his daughter. Okay. So oh boy. they dropped the ball. So I got six people and I'm there for four days and I'm paying all my own expenses, by the way. Oh, wow. Everything, virtually everything. Oh my goodness. And at that very moment, and I had done a number of workshops in the past. I realized, oh, this is not what I was, what I signed up for. And I said to my group of six people, I said, I want you to know something. There's only six of you, but you're here. And I'm going to give you a presentation over the next four days, including a master class on Saturday. That is if there were 250 in this room, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my absolute best. And I did. I poured as much as I knew, John, mm. into those six people. And on one day we had seven because somebody came over from the church just to say that they had gone to the seminar. <laughs> Anybody from the, the pastoral staff asked them, did you go? Oh, yeah, I went. They came for 30 minutes and then they left, by the way. Hello. Uh-huh. 
Oh boy. And there were times that I would come, come across to something inspirational that I was saying. The Lord just brought it out of me. And I would walk over to the empty seats, you know, to the site. And I would say, did you hear that pastors? Did you hear that filmmakers? You hear what I just said? And I would laugh as would the six other people over to the other middle of the auditorium. And I'd say, you know why you didn't hear that? Because you're not here. (laughs) You would have heard it. And I'd smile and laugh. And the six people would, you know, with their computers and their binders and were scribbling notes like crazy. We would all laugh. And I told somebody later, a, a ministry leader, I told him what I did. And he said, you know what? You did good. You didn't, you didn't uh, give them the least because it was so few people. You gave them the most. Oh, I love that. You know what? I, I think John and I, I, I'm, I don't need to think. Whatever you do under the Lord, give it your best. Yes. Give it your absolute best. Don't say, well, I hear this all the time, John. Well, you know, I tried. Ooh. I tried. That, uh, or, or it's good enough. Or God, God knows that I was busy. No, no, don't do that. Mm. What do you think? Oh, I, I, I'm like, yes, yes, I'm a, yes. <laughs> I'm, totally agree, totally agree. There's something about um, being faithful what you've been handed. And even though it might not look what you, ex- what you expected it to be. In fact, often it doesn't. It's, it's like you're handed a package there. So like, uh, this is something God's called you to do. And it's like, there's something, about, this is something to do with hope as well. And this is really important. Sometimes let's say, you know, you know, you're called to do movies. All right. And so that you, you just know it, it's in your gut. You, if people confirmed it, you talk to your pastor, your mentors, uh, family, they're all saying, yeah, there's something I, we know you're wired for this. So you you get that picture in your head. I know what this is. I'm going to be, um, I've got the, I've got the director's chair, got my, that funny little hat they wear. And I got that megaphone and I'm telling people to do this and do that and cut and all that kind of stuff. I just cannot wait to do that. And that's right. your picture you have in your head. So you put your hope on that picture. Right. Let's say the picture is you're supposed to be an editor. Cutting film or which, a writer. By the way, is, or, writer. or a writer or a writer. Or what if you're supposed to be uh, behind the scenes doing camera? And that's what your that is your calling right there, and you've got your picture, you got your hope in your picture. You're going to be disappointed because you've got put your put your hope in that picture. So the key is put your hope in God in what He has for you. Let Him create the picture because if you create your own picture, you put your hope in that. That is a hope that will be disappointed. Yeah. So allow God to change that picture. So you know you're called to do this. Go after this. And allow him to change and adjust and, 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 and let him be your manager, your agent, your, your, your mentor, your ultimate mentor. And he will take you places beyond your imagination. Every morning, amen. Every morning I, I take my dog, Gaston, the cutest <laughs> dog. In, in it our, is the cutest dog, yes. In our, in our zip code, at least. And he's quite a little pistol. And he's one year old. And I take him on, on my morning prayer walk. Um, you know, right, right around sun, sunrise in the morning. And I have a little, little journey that I take with him every, every, almost every day. I mean, like 29 out of 30 days. And about a month ago, six weeks ago, the Lord just impressed on me as I was walking, praying. 
humble yourself. Mm. Humble yourself and I will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. Wow. And I thought, oh, there's no way I could have made that one up. <laughs> humble yourself and I will give you the desires of your heart. And, and John and I would say to anyone that's listening, listening, mm. whether it's one or 5,000, if you're a believer, humble yourself before the Lord God Almighty. Tell him the desires of your heart. You stay true to him. He will give you those desires. It may not be next Tuesday. It may be years from now. He may be preparing you like he prepared Moses for 40 years. Yeah. To come back and then do something that is absolutely a miracle for the Lord. Yes. Yes. We're finishing up our time with John here. And uh, we will probably split this wonderful conversation, John, into four episodes oh, in, wow. in bite-sized chunks, about 15 minutes each, which is perfect mm-hmm. for commutes and for people walking. Um, what would be some of your last thoughts to the audience that we have, the listeners that we have, of how to walk before the Lord and, and be creative? He said something very important about humility. And I remember... I was walking in uh, Colorado Springs is garden of the gods and I call it God's garden. So I was just walking there. It was, it was Easter and I was trying to walk humbly, you know, literally I was like walking, you know, my shoulders kind of slumped and kind of walking humbly before the Lord. And I'm, you know, I'm just a little, you know, I'm worm and I'm just, I'm, I'm a worm. I'm a whatever, you know? And I felt like God said, walk like a man. It's like, Whoa, that's, Humility, and he gave me a definition of humility, which was, oh, wow, that's a whole different definition. Because sometimes we get, we think of humility as we just have to apologize for existing. And we just kind of like, you know, we have to kind of like mealy mouth through our our lives. No, no, no. Humility, humility is essential. Humility is key. But the definition he gave me was humility is knowing where your strength comes from. And I thought about that. Wow. That's really good. If I, if I attribute strength, my power, my talent, my whatever, that's the exact opposite. That's, that's pride. And that can knock you off your, uh, off the palace balcony, like the King Nebuchadnezzar, look at all that I've done, you know, but there's something when you walk in humility is you're walking in a confidence, but your confidence is in him. It's not in you, your own ability, your own talent. That's humility is walking in his strength. And you know it comes from him. And when people compliment you, you know exactly where it goes. Like Corey Tenboom, uh, real quick, is she would she said um, when she received a compliment, Corey Tenboom was survivor of the a survivor of the Nazi Holocaust, went through the uh, the war camps just sure. in Auschwitz, I believe. Just awful, awful thing she endured, went through the deepest hell that man can create. And she found the truth of the word can can last in that dark place. But she said, um, she said when she would give talks all around the world, she would get compliments and she wouldn't say, oh, no, no, it's, you know, she wouldn't say, she would say, thank you, simply thank you. And she'd take it like a flower. Right. That night, before she went to bed, she would kneel before her bed and she would offer God the bouquet. Ah, beautiful picture of, yeah. you know, where your strength comes from, you know, it's him, all glory. It's like he gives you so much and you just give it right back to him. That's where it belongs. And there's, um, so back to the creative question you're asking, that, that's a humility question. And the creative question is, it, it just, I, it's just whoever's listening right now, I just want to speak to you right now, speak to your heart. 
and just let you know that God as the creator is wanting so much to be, be with you. They would be my, my people. I would be their God. That's God's dream. And he wants you, he wants you. And, but he, he's asking you to draw near. You take the step, you take the first step. He, he allows you to initiate, draw near to him. He will draw near to you. Stay in touch with him. Listen to him. Read his word. Just, just dive in. Do a deep dive into God. Just, just don't be caught up in religion and ritual. Be caught up in relationship with your father God. And he will take you places beyond what you can ask or think. And he will create things through you beyond you. And it will touch people in ways that you can't even think of, can't even dream of. And allow God's dream to flow through you, touch others. Amen. If God's word, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey, it's been great having John Fornoff on our uh, podcast today. I hope that he can come back in another season, season three, and uh, we can continue this conversation and, and see what new great things, promising things that God uh, has in store for him and uh, really enjoy the conversation again. So John, thank you for being part of our podcast. It's been a joy. Thank you. A delight. Really enjoyed it, Craig. Thank you very much. It's an honor. You bet. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.